the reason Blackout doesn't work is because, I don't know, everybody's trying to get the ability off. They don't realize his ability is he's an I-5 silencer. Hello, welcome back to Michigan's own Bestman Benchwarmers podcast. I'm your host, Alex Merrill, and here today, as is the usual, is uh, Matt Corser. How's everybody doing this lovely Monday evening? Uh, Cody Wood. How are we doing? And our special guest that we stole from Ohio, Nate May. Hello there. We're blown away. We're just so happy to have you. <laughs> hey, I'm glad to be here. Talk about some X-Wing. We can we really get are. actual good players on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, all three of y'all, very dangerous players. We don't have anything on you, Nate. You did make it the farthest in LCQ, or from LCQ in Worlds. Took oh, that yeah. from our local Staniszewski, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was glad to be there. Definitely glad to make day two. I was ecstatic. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, um, on this episode, we're just going to talk about uh, the stuff from PAX, like the top 14 kind of stuff we noticed, break down some lists, and then uh, talk about Rust Cup, which Nate just hosted out in the Cleveland adjacent area, which is a super cool team tournament that we attended and won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had to go through our team twice to do it. Much like a map, Michigan was on top of Ohio. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but in local news, uh, just real quick, I believe we have some new store champs in January. Uh, one on January 13th, I believe that's going to be in Zealand, which is like Grand Rapids area. On the 20th, we have Eternal out in Warren. And then I believe the 27th is like one in Akron. By you guys. Yes, it's uh, North Canton, technically. It's the Akron area, a store called Freedom Hobby and Gaming. So we're really trying to hit 16 on that one. So we can give out an invite to someone only three hours away from us. <laughs> it's not the farthest we've ever drove driven for X-Wing. That's true. Remember that Atlanta trip? We did drive down to Atlanta and that was really Ooh. fun. Yeah. Was that, that for was... a system open back in the day? Yep. That was the 2019 Atlanta system open 2018. 2019? 2.0. Whenever Republic just came out. Yeah, that's the tournament that I got Anakin nerfed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was down to the stream and they're like, well, we can't have Jedi here. This is bad for the game. I believe that's all the, the store champ news that I know of. So let's jump right into packs. So in packs, that was just a couple weeks ago, and I'm sure the majority of all podcasts have already covered it by now. But uh, it had a really weird distribution breakdown. The uh, the highest played faction was, in fact, not Rebels this time. It was Empire at 21 lists. Uh, that's cool. You know, it's nice to see like not Rebels always being the top faction. But what could cause such a like dramatic shift? Because I see your notes and Rebels jumped to twelve. Yes. Um, so actually, the the second 
the most frequently brought faction was like three different factions. <laughs> Rebels, Resistance, and FO were all 12 lists, and you never see FO that high. That's crazy. Or uh, like the Republic that low. How many people total were there at uh, PAX? Uh, 73. 73, yeah. Pretty decent turnout. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, that's a sudden jump. Maybe people are getting on this rack train, you know? Yeah, sometimes it's, I mean, it's not exactly a local meta when it's a world open qualifier that's sort of like a regional thing. But, I mean, you do see uh, a lot of people that might practice together or sort of list build together online to, to come up with their ideas. So it's not necessarily surprising when you get like a lot of convergence on uh, a single pilot or even a, like a whole list. So I think there's some of that with rack. Look at how many racks there were at this tournament versus previous. Yeah, exactly. Versus previous, like, you know, 50 to 100 uh, player events. Yeah. And is this the first American tournament with the new packs, too? I like large American tournament. What, what do you mean by the large? Bombers? We can we can check that. Uh, I would say like system open or plus not store championship. I mean, Crossroads had 49 people. Oh, that was funny. I just filtered by 50 or greater, and it, it missed it. So, 49 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, there's still like a whole bunch of um, Vader out there, too. You still get a lot of pay-to-win Vader. A couple boy Vaders out there, too. You got both Vader and Rack in one list from by uh, Jeremy Chambly there, which is kind of cool. I think um, uh, down down the way as well, there were a couple people bringing uh, a couple other people bringing Vader and Rack. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, yeah, a couple guys down there brought it. Paul Ever brought it. Look at him go. Yeah, and Chris <laughs> Allen too. Yeah, I wonder what kind of spicy tech they're on there. They have, I think um, if I had to guess. Uh, I mean, just uh, guessing about Chris Allen, it's, you know, he wants brain off stuff typically, or at least he jokes like that, that, that he wants brain off stuff, lower ship count, pay to invader, very straightforward rack in some ways, straightforward does a thing. So maybe it was a, a try for a brain off list. I don't know. Yeah, they actually brought um, cluster mines too on rack. Well, I mean, we're going to get to it, but man, that's just a throwback. Just having like proxy mines on rack was so good because people would always try to get behind them. And you're just like, cool. Free, yeah, I free damage. Next, the the amount of pilots shouldn't be surprising. The standard load loadout tow max at thirteen out of twenty one Empire lists. I believe the other tow max was also taken very frequently. I'm not sure if there was a tow max in literally every list, but that'd be kind of funny. Uh, nope, there's one Empire list without tow max. Period. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, and then uh, Elo at uh, 12 out of the 12 resistance lists, <laughs> as is the usual. Elo it's continues to be a proxy one. for the resistance faction, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, Malaris and the TIE Fighter at 11 out of the 12 FO lists. Someone messed up there. <laughs> uh, Rhymer, uh, Starter Pack, Vader, and Snap all making that 10. It's a lot. It's a lot of, uh, not like the same kind of list, but like the same pilots. And then obviously, uh, as is the usual, the number one upgrade rod was marksmanship. 
the T70S foils were the second most frequently brought upgrade. That's a lot of T70s. 39 Honestly, T70s. That's not really surprising to me, though, right? Like, no. uh, you have 12 lists, 39 T70s means you're just over three T70s a list, which is maybe a little bit higher than average, but it's it's about right there, I think. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? You're typically bringing at least three T70s. I mean, obviously, everyone brought LO. So it's probably like LO and probably like Snap. Maybe yep, you split somewhere down. between Jess and the end nub. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But then uh, Predator at a 32 count, which is kind of, that's interesting. You don't, uh, it's not like, you know, standard Tomax or Rhymer or Vader or any of them are bringing Predator. Uh, maybe it's because there's a lot of FO in there or something. You got Barrage Rockets and Magpulse rounding it out. And then um, the most, like, taken ship combos is, uh, well, technically it's like Fang Fighters, a Falcon, an X-Wing, and an A-Wing, but really it's Fenrau, Han, Boy Luke, and Keo. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you got a whole mixture of uh, Von Reg, two FO ties in SF and Wylo. Making it up there, Zorian four T seventies, and then the the Ractomax Vader fair off at three, which is I think Jeremy Chambly, Paul Ever, and Chris Allen there. <laughs> so um, it's it's an interesting shift in like the factions being brought. I mean, Empire is always a very popular faction. Bombers are really really efficient for their points. Turns out Michigan's right the whole time, and Rack is great. <laughs> and you got your usual mix of, um, you know, a smattering of Republic. Some people bring in some five ship FO, which is super cool. But uh, in the, they only had a top four cut, I believe, which is yeah. Uh, they had a day two that was yeah. um a, a top. Was it fourteen, sixteen? Yeah, it was like a top fourteen day two kind of thing yeah you have you must be this tall and then you know everyone plays but holds over their strength of schedule i think right correct right. they didn't follow everything they did for nova so okay. wait so it, it doesn't follow the strength of schedule then it carries over just score so it carried over the score you needed at least uh three wins and two draws i believe it might have been three wins one loss points. one draw Yep. Yeah. So ten points, and then they actually uh, calculated your strength of schedule from day one, and then carried it over into day two. That's how they did it in Nova. Okay. And then I believe you played two more rounds, and it was like cut the top four. Correct. Yeah. So that's why it's going to be like a weird. We're going over the top fourteen kind of list because this is basically day two. It's uh, people who made cut, but. It's not single elimination yet. So the first list we have is uh, Chris Apple, who Boom. actually, I believe, he, uh, he dropped out, I believe, um, unfortunately. But he had um, Starter Pack Vader, Boy Mauler, Grand Inquisitor, with Prockets, Ruthless, and Predictive Shot, which is... Mm-hmm. You've never seen that before. <laughs> uh, and then standard loadout Tomax, 
and Rhymer with Iron Bombs, Hat Salvo, and Barrage Rockets. So that, that Grand Inquisitor, <laughs> I love Prockets. Uh, I just, it's weird just shooting. Man, I love having target locks for Prockets, right? And Grand Inquisitor is usually your reposition linked actions into focuses, so it's it's interesting. But you can ruthless on the Prockets, right? So mm -hmm. that helps, although you don't have a lot of a lot of bulk to uh, ruthless there. Just mostly the bombers. You're probably not doing it the mauler. Yeah, I was interested that he didn't bring Deathfire. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people were looking at uh, looking at Deathfire, and my hypothesis before this event was sort of that Deathfire was enabling, uh, in in large part, the rise of Empire in popularity. Because having faced it uh, across the table, like I mean, you guys have played against it plenty, right? In the last few weeks, Deathfire does things that other ships don't do, right? It's trajectory simulator. Trajectory simulator after you move, yeah, and also like. Counter nets are also really good, and most people don't know how to play against the ion. Mm -hmm. If your yeah. MO is, oh, it's a low initiative ship, just get behind it and kill it. Oh. Yeah, maybe uh, because like like you're, you're keeping Vader and Mauler together, right? That you don't want to kind of start launching bombs towards where your ships might be. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's also his list is... An I six, three I fives, and an I four. So maybe the initiative kind of came in there. Yeah, could do. And it probably hits harder on just raw attacks as well, because Deathfire. I mean, it only has the two dice plinker, right? And all of these have at least three dice capable, and sometimes more. So yeah, yeah, uh, a lot of spike damage here too, with like Grand Inquisitor and the Procket. Mm-hmm. I'm always happy to see the boys, uh, the boy TIE fighters out there, though. I People forgot that they're still really good. <laughs> yeah, they haven't been getting a lot of love lately. Just by, like, Nick Sperry, right? He's uh, like JJ. <laughs> the only people that I can think of that still fly the boys. Yeah. At least and in America. To be fair, there are seven points for two four-health ships, and if you kill one, they do lose effectiveness. There was that one guy who ran... Boy Mauler, and no other lead to oh, run yeah. Vader or Backstabber. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Huh. But that was because his whole list was I-5, um, and I guess, you know, a four-hull Mauler is better than a three-hull Mauler. <laughs> hmm. Even if it has no ability, but it does have, you know, afterburners and Predator, right? So, yeah, uh, that was a... That was an interesting time. I think it made a cut somewhere. Yeah, I remember talking about it. So up next is uh, a very familiar list. It's just uh, Han, Boy, Luke, Keo, Wedge, and Sabine. This uh, Keo had cluster missiles and trick shot, though, <laughs> which is probably the most greedy build of Keo I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. I really hope they got that off at least once in the tournament. Yeah, just shooting four die cluster missiles at two people. And then, you know, I mean, theoretically, if you spend the force, you size slip around the asteroid, right? So you're not going <laughs> to... Not only do you it. size slip around the asteroid, but you can just, like, get another trick shot if you size slip, like, around the <laughs> asteroid and they go the other side. And if you do it right, you spend the force on that, right? And you just keep side slipping around this asteroid and, like, a clock, just shooting... 
That'd be kind of funny. Huh. Man, you know what? Uh, Maybe there's something to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it as possibly the fifth best Keo build I've seen, <laughs> and I don't know what the fourth best one is. <laughs> Um, their wedge also had predator marksmanship, which is a little bit different. Typically, it's like crack shot marksmanship. Just try to put the uh, the crit in there. I was often curious about uh, putting crack shot on wedge. I almost always go predator myself because I mean he's already reducing your agility by one, so he's already reducing the chance that you roll that evade anyway. So what so, I need is I need to roll the hits to make it matter. I think the argument is how many times are you going to get bullseye with an I for a wing? Because if you only get bullseye once, the crack shot's probably going to net you more damage than the predator. You think so? Uh, overall, yeah, because like the predator, assuming you have a focus, will only net you 0.75 damage. Okay. And a lot of the meta is still over one agility, so... Uh, let's say they have two greens, even after your ability, like you're going to take against a native three green ship. They have a decent chance to still roll in one evade. Yeah. If they don't have a focus, uh, how much is that? I, you're, you're probably completely right here. I'm just looking at the odds real quick. So, um, I think it's like 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9. Okay. So it is slightly higher. Okay. I mean, if your meta has a lot of arcs though, it's not like crack shots really going to do anything with wedge, right? You still want the predator. It's true, but I believe that that list has been uh, dying down since uh, Paul made his run. It had another run at uh, Gen Con, and then yes, when people realize it's probably not as strong as they think it is. Yeah, Yeah, it's like the ten zero stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I've believe I've seen more crack shot. A wing wedge than I have predator, yeah. But I can't fault either. You just have to be good at lining up a, a bullseye shot like that, right? Right. Just don't put um their their vectored cannons on them <laughs> on wedge, right? <laughs> well, it's standardized, right? I, I see it on Keo like all the time, and I'm like, I I want to use Keo's ability. I'm not gonna like. Well, no, no, you you don't understand. You don't understand, Alex. I can boost and then side slip. I can get into crazy no places, action. Alex. You don't no understand. <laughs> I can put my guns backwards and just shoot my missiles forward the whole game. <laughs> That's right, because if you boost, it makes that blue side slip white, right? Yep. Yeah, it absolutely yep. does. <laughs> now you're a modless A-Wing just waiting to get killed. But look where I got. Look where I got my ship. Look at me. I'm like a worse version of a... Star Viper. <laughs> uh, up next is an FO list from Tom Drez. And it has uh, Malaris with Magpulse, which I still say is the better version of Malaris, despite what Europe plays. You have uh, Scorch with Elusive and Fanatical. DT798 with Swarm Tactics. <laughs> uh, Midnight with Proud Tradition Swarm Tactics. Uh, Kylo in the Whisper with Brilliant Evasion, Instinctive Aim, Optics, Concussion Missile, and then Gaelic with Ion Cannon Marksmanship. I feel like they should have just went full Europe and just done Concussion Missiles if you're going to do the uh, the Swarm Tactics, like Range 1 block. Or Cluster just, Missiles, you mean, on Malaris? No. Yeah, Cluster Missiles, sorry. Oh, yeah. 
this is kind of interesting to me looking at it. I'm, I'm looking at this uh, triple swarm tactics, I6 block. DT doesn't precisely like it though, right? Like, so one of the upsides of DT is that it takes all the fire with three agility and mm-hmm. then it fires back, takes the strain and doesn't get shot again in a lot of circumstances. But I can make him I6, so he's definitely getting shot with the strain token. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly, because uh, I was looking at this, I'm like, why well, hey, one DT, I mean, like, Swarm Tactics like a Scorch, right? If you're going to do that, put Deuterium or something on DT so he doesn't have to take the strain. I don't. I, I guess, would you put the Swarm t- Tactics on Scorch then? Yeah, so I mean, you can afford for DPC on, uh, on DT? Uh, I don't know. I just who who do you swarm tactics? I mean, obviously, I mean, uh, presumably you're doing it to DT. You're not swarm yeah, tactics. You're, I think you're down swarming DT, and then he's swarming Scorch, presumably, uh, or Malaris for an I six uh, mag pulse. Right. That yes. that'd be like my Good normal too. assumption. Would just be like, oh, midnight swarm Malaris up mag pulse. Cool. Was anybody able to watch any of the stream games? Were there stream games? I assume there, there were. wasn't there was stream not. for PAX. No. Wow. I was yeah. gonna say. I wonder how he ran his uh, ships. Was like Kylo, Lone Flanker, and everybody else was in a block then, or sort of curious how that all would have flown together. I like this list a lot, but I I'm just a little apprehensive on some of these upgrade choices. Is it marksmanship on Gaelic instead of like biohack script codes? Yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. one of them. Yeah, with the coordinating yeah. shenanigans. Because like, what is marksmanship really going to do you so much on ion cannon? Nothing. And just really yeah, no, 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 ion cannon for sure. Upgrade count. I have a I have a personal vendetta against brilliant evasion. If you don't have a way of converting blanks into focuses, it's not really that good. You can take like fanatical. Alex. It's about the same as heroic. You know, take that back. <laughs> I say we three resistance players here. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, really invasion. You know, they they say things because I bring it like an excessive amount of dedicated in my lists. But that first engagement when I played Republic. I had five dedicated triggers on the initial. I have four ships with dedicated. I triggered it five times in the, the opening round. I took like two damage across all my ships. I'm sure your first round opponent loved that. <laughs> well, see, he was an avid Republic player, so he actually did. Ah. He's just like, yeah, it's dedicated. It's great. The way you set up all of this dedicated was fantastic. Sucks that you have to use it literally every time I shoot you, though. Because I'm just like, all I have to do is not blank out. I blanked out. Well, here's two dedicated rerolls for my two dice that I just rolled. And then I actually got paint for the first time in my life on these dedicated rerolls. It was great. But yeah, the, this FO list, I'm, I am curious to see how they, they, they flew it. And, you yeah. know, six ships ain't too bad. Yeah, especially when yeah. all of them under you know normal circumstances can throw three dice. Yeah. Kylo making people sad with those jams. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that bullseye ability. Nope. Oh, everyone don't always for, forgets. No, don't you dare forget it. <laughs> Your opponent won't. 
So up next is actually another FO list as well. Um, Mark Argente, I believe. Uh, he had Major Von Reg with Magpulse, Deuterium, Lone Wolf, Marksmanship. He had uh, Wylo again with Optics, Concussion Missiles, Instinctive, Brilliant again, just to spite me. Malaris with Magpulse. Uh, DT with Deuterium. And then Ember with Pattern Analyzer, Proud Tradition. Really going in on those uh, BAs here. I love me some Ember. I don't love me some Von Reg. <laughs> I know Von Reg's kind of like doing a lot better. Like people are bringing him more and they're just like, yeah, I got no elusive deuterium magpulse, so he can actually do things. But he's still super squishy, man. And that crit's always a direct hit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, you weren't there, but earlier on in like the the Michigan season, both Cody and Matt tried running Von Reg, and they both just like blew up in one shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, looking at his performance here, and nothing particularly stands out as far as oh, like put X couple of upgrades on him, and he's really good. Like Swarm Tactics for whatever, for whatever reason is doing the best. I presume that has something to do with Whirlwind. Right. There's there's some kind of whirlwind stuff going on there. Shield upgrade seems fine, but there's there's nothing that really stands out. He's basically at a solid, you know, 50 percentile, maybe slightly above 50th percentile with some uh, reasonable upgrade choices. But I mean, it's an appealing ship. You get uh, sort of flexible actions, a reasonably good stat line, great dial at I6, you know. Yeah, I mean, on paper, Von Reg does seem to like fit everything you need. You need a double reposition, they can do it. You need a double mods on offense, he, Von Reg can do it. It's just, I don't know, something when I try to play him just doesn't fit when compared to a silencer. So, sort of bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I know Crispy's been relatively successful with his version of Von Reg, but he also has like, um, hollow in there as well. So it's kind of like you also get to pack up evade if like super need be if people surrounded him or something. Yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, I like this list better than the one we just went over. Yeah. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah, I just uh, midnight's fine, but I don't think like the I, I'm not a big fan of swarm tactics midnight, especially if you don't have whirlwind. So just having um, another like like Ember having three dice just consistently, even if it's not, you know an I four. Yeah, and I sort of see that because like the previous list, it had a nice block that had to be together. Otherwise, like you waste the swarm tactics. For this one, each piece can run independently of the other pieces. Yeah, and like Deuterium on DT is is nice. Just if there's a lot of ships in front of you, especially if they're the same or lower initiative, you can just when you use ability, you know, scorch it. Just take the the stress instead of the strain, yeah. which is really Quantum nice. Scorch. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're not, you can still, you know, turn around uh, if you just have the strain. Right, you're, you're not limited to your blues like Scorch was. Yeah. Still not a fan of that brilliant evasion on Kylo, though. <laughs> Just put fanatical. You got fanatical optics. It's, it's so good. But that would require Kylo to lose health. 
listen, if the, 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 the focus results are the same on red dice as they are on the green dice. You might as well just bring Fanatical. It's like a better really evasion. Cough. All right, all right, all right. So Fanatical or Brilliant Evasion, which one do you think has an overall higher performance? <sighs> Don't look, uh, just guess. I'm not, which I'm one not, do you think? I assume gonna... more people bring Brilliant Evasion. Oh, that, that is definitely correct. Yes, which is sad. So I would... <sighs> I think the people who bring Brilliant Evasion end up doing better because I see it way more on top cuts, but I don't like it. Okay. I mean, yeah, your prediction exactly correct, right? So 170 Brilliant Evasions versus Jesus. 19 Fanaticals. Why? But, uh, yeah, I know, right? 19? But uh, it's it's slightly over uh, 53 percentile for Brilliant Evasion and 38 percentile for Fanatical. Now, that's not big enough numbers necessarily to like mean those are definitely like solid comparisons right they're not may, might not be statistically significant i just thought it was interesting what what about brilliant evasion is working you know i bet uh, it triggered like 19 times too sure <laughs> yeah hey that 19 times though that's game saving sometimes <laughs> i think i triggered that upgrade card once in my entire time playing x-wing i trigger it when i've flown like Ayla Secura Ida, right? Oh, <laughs> a couple yeah. times. Yeah. So that was the only time. I might run it with Kit Fisto. Because <laughs> for some reason, Kit Fisto's ability doesn't have a range restriction. I could just spend a force on him, and then if I'm defending and they're in my bullseye, I can change it so I can actually use it. But I haven't really built the list around that yet. What up next is uh, a super cool list, uh, mostly because it just has Resistance Lando. I believe we saw this um, do really well in Europe. I don't remember which country, but it was this exact list. It is uh, Resistance Lando with C-3PO, Ray, Contraband, and the title. Elo, Marksmanship Heroic, R-68. Chorus Capellum. The I-1, give me your green token Y-Wing mm-hmm. with uh, dorsal wartime and cluster missiles. Liga with diamond boron missiles and wartime loadout. And then Shaza, also with wartime plasma and dorsal. You know, in theory, you coordinate with Lando, give someone the lock at I-5, triggers ability, and give three other people whatever they need. <laughs> yeah. And then you do your alpha strike at i three <laughs> well so we were talking about swarm tactics a bit earlier i was looking at this and uh, i was thinking what if that elo had predator swarm instead yeah, this actually looks like a good candidate for it because you just really dig into that uh alpha and if you can get chorus ability like here i'm taking you reinforce now like eat this yeah. Yeah, you take the reinforce or even like um, the plasma, right? If you want the plasma to be the first shot, you can uh, swarm Shasa up uh, to make her first. Yeah, yeah. And that would just don't spend the focus with her ability, right? If you got a whole list behind them. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So Shasa's the one that like everything, whenever you get shot, you get to give a focus behind you. Well, you, really you copy get... a green token you have. Mm-hmm. No wonder it's a lower initiative. So it's like, it probably has Shaza in front. Like, shoot me, please. And then, like, that uh, 
Alpha just comes in because it's hard to kill a wartime loadout Y wing. Yeah. Five shields, four hull. Mm-hmm. This looks list looks like it has too much going on for me to remember. I have flown this list, and that's when I realized I don't like Ray on Lando, and then I don't like Y wings. <laughs> There's so much more you could do with Lando than just have the Ray Gunner on there. Yeah, I think I think Ray Gunner is more for just it's it's a simple I'm a simple man, you know, something's in my arc. I'm gonna get a good mod on it, something like that, right? Yeah, I mean you get the the cocktail A whiskey three po when you coordinate anyways, so you have like a mini focus mod plus Ray, which helps out a lot. Yeah, you've got like a, a one focus, one blank to try to try to guarantee the three hits. Plus, you got to remember, not everybody in Resistance is actually a scum player that won <laughs> 10 paragraphs awards. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, I want my opponent to look at me like I'm crazy. And they have to read a novel. And by the end of it, they forgot basically everything already. It's just like yeah, high why, school. Why don't you just tell me what you're going to do when you do it? <laughs> they might have forgotten what you told them, but they will not forget how you crush them with it. Yeah, I'm not going to forget how it made me feel. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool list. It, it does pretty well. It's tanky. You can set up some uh, pretty quality shots with it. Lando's a monster. But just, just tweak it a little bit. Yeah, it seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, you got to fly that Lando pretty well, though. Uh, you... <laughs> Because you can use your ability on yourself, right? Mm. And as you can still do stuff when you're stressed, so you can like C3PO coordinate someone, Lando ability, someone else, and yourself do a red boost. Then Lando's ability again if you're out of range for someone at range two. Yeah, see, there's just a lot. It's a lot going on. You get a lot of coverage, but then you're double stressed, and that's really bad. And you don't have Corsella. So you've got contraband. So one time you can uh, yes. you can make it out of there, and then what do you do? Well, you can still like boost while you're stressed, so you can still get his ability off every turn. You're just spending that charge every turn, mm-hmm. and you're boosting a lot. Mm-hmm. And when I've played down. against Lando before, it's been uh, killing him hasn't been that hard. I think the idea of this list is okay. You focus enough on killing Lando. Hopefully, I've done enough damage with all these missiles, heavily modded missiles that are coming in that I've gotten at least Lando's seven points off, if not more. Yeah, I see Lando kind of like the guy in the chariot, and then you got three Y-wings and an X-wing in front of him just leading and just being like, please, <laughs> please, please come to Lando. Get through all of this. Yeah. But uh, there's, a, there's a problem with Lando is that eventually he just outpaces everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he'll be on his so. own. Yeah, just fast. So uh, then he's a little bit easier to pin down after the initial thing. That's kind of actually my problem with this list is once Lando kind of gets going and you don't want him to be shot at, uh, the Y-Wings kind of don't really do much because they're not getting the support from Lando. I would wonder how they set this one up because like you're the the first naive guess I might have is, Oh, you want to have sort of Lando on the outside and the Y wings all on the inside, right? Elo might be able to go do his own thing or maybe be in the middle, but the idea is Lando sort of going up the board edge so he can go a little bit faster without bumping into the back of them and also have, you know, his side arc out or whatever. But that leaves him very exposed to just getting shot at. So if like you were saying earlier, you, run the Y-Wings as interference, 
he's I don't know, like at some point he has to rotate his arc, which is a good thing, I guess, because it gets off his ability. The way I ran it would be like you have the three Y wings kind of like in the middle, Elo doing whatever, but you put Lando facing the board edge. Okay. So he has the you know, kind of like a jump master. Yeah. So he's yeah. slowly orbiting there, but he's within range and also behind the Y wings as the approach. And then he, he orbits around. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Which that was my most successful way of doing that. Otherwise he's just too fast. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't leave him as exposed. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Also, it's really hilarious to just do a Lando, give this Y wing a boost at I five and arc dodge everything. (laughs) Just hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and these have turrets too. So yeah, uh, two of them have dorsals. So it's actually pretty nice. And then chorus, I believe is just in any arc. So you can still steal it. I believe. Yes, just uh, in your firing arc at zero to one. So, yeah, up next, uh, that that is actually all for like the top. Oh, no, wait, sorry. There's Sam Page, adopted Michiganian Sam Page. Look at him go. Friend of the show. (laughs) He ran Rack, which he's been running for a bit now. Uh, Obviously has the title. Uh, it's Baffle, Agile Gunner, Vader, Death Troopers, and Ruthless. That's generally what you see on Rack. And you got your uh, standard loadout, Deathfire, and Tomax. Uh, he has Captain Faroff with Triple Zero and Ruthless. And then Major Rhymer with BT-1, Ruthless, and Electro Chaff Missiles. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back, baby. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. None of us spoke to Sam about why he brought that and if it was good, right? Or did we talk to him at all? Uh, he said that he was teching against resistance shenanigans mm. and didn't go into any resistance list. <laughs> that will show him. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, just tell people that I brought Rhymer not to use his ability. I brought him because he has a device slot. <laughs> That I can use to to shoot my electro chaff missiles. Well, I mean, it is a missile upgrade, right? As well, so maybe you yeah. can decrease that. You can decrease that. It's on attack, though, right? So you don't get to decrease it because it's during the system phase. So never mind. I don't think that's how that works. He's just not oh, using oh, you're, you're talking ability. about Rhymer's ability. No, yeah, yeah I, I don't think it interacts with Chaff. No. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. But that's cool. Like, uh, that's it's a pain if you try to approach that list, right? Just the here's Chaff. Uh, it'd probably be really good the mirror match too, right? Just throw that on rack. Oh yeah. Now you don't ever reinforce, or your bombers don't have their lock or their focus or whatever. No focus, right? Yeah. Um, I like that tack. I love me some electro chaff missiles, despite the trauma that people experience with it. Yeah, and well, so and he's got death fire at the same time, right? So he can throw on a proton bomb and a chaff at you, or he can throw one one turn, one the next turn. So there's just a lot of nastiness in this lift. Spare off, like jamming you, right? Chaff and missiles, death fire. It's just death troopers, are so death hard. troopers, Darth Vader crew. Yeah, because that, that really works well with the Electro Chaff, right? You got Vader just for a free auto damage. You got Faroff for free evades. And, you know, just don't hit Rack. <laughs> don't hit yourself with Rack. But congratulations, Sam. Sucks they didn't get top eight, but, 
you know, get him next time. Real good showing, yeah, and basically his home kind of area. And I do believe he got the hand down for the invite as well, which is I believe so as well. Nice. Everyone else had invites, so which is good because you know, I mean, Nate, you were there when you guys both like. We don't need to play this. We both have invites, and then we both yeah, we both had invites at like a, a twelve man tournaments, right? We both go four and zero, decide not to 15, play each other just for the kick. It was yeah. like fifteen or fourteen, fourteen, because Matt and Cody both bailed that day. They were going to go to that tournament to make it sixteen. <sighs> this was before we knew that AMG was like really actually going to enforce yeah. it, which you know what we should have known, but <laughs> but <It's> <laughs> some of us yeah, some of us didn't uh, know or didn't believe. So yeah past invites that we should have held on to yeah way to go sam uh next we're just gonna move into the top eight we have scooter running the same list that he ran at um crossroads which is a bonkers list yeah he has custom Ida anakin with malice hlc predator Tarding computer and R4 Astromac because he loves his conflicting upgrades. Uh, he has Plo Koon with CLT, Debris Gambit Chopper, and Brilliant Evasion, which really kills me because Patience works exactly the way you want Patience to work on Plo Koon. And then he has uh, SOC Oddball, SOC Wolf, and then Slider with Dedicated. I saw him, he flew. I believe Josh knocked him out at Crossroads uh, because Josh did. I think he just one shot his Anakin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Han Solo is going to just murder this Anakin. Yeah, because that custom builds one point more, right? It's a five, yeah, it's five, 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 five points. Yeah. And like For Malice doesn't work with HLC. Predator doesn't work with HLC, but doesn't matter right you could just do the range one or like just do a bullseye predator reroll malice if you need to knock off crates i just you've got to be really good at bullseyes oh, yeah. that's the other thing malice like doesn't work with hlc and with that one point you can upgrade like slider to a v-wing but i mean obviously he's been playing for p is an interesting call too because that's the custom i eat him at eat anakin that's the one that actually sheds the red tokens yeah, well, the, the only time you're stressing yourself, unless you're, you know, getting stressed by some other effect, is your 4K, right? Yeah, or if you bump into someone. Yeah, or, or if you if you bump focus, yeah. Yeah. So, so don't know. Maybe he's it, just really uh, aggressive with it. I don't know if uh, if if you guys have seen him play it, but uh, if he's so aggressive that he's constantly sort of getting range zero and then pulling off range one shots on someone that's nearby, I don't know. I love Plo Koon. And you can do like the chopper, you know, get the white, white mm -hmm. evade, but you can pass that off to uh, yep. one of your arcs and then they can pass it off in range two with uh, the born for this ability. Mm -hmm. So you can really make that uh, evade spread out, yep. which is super cool. Slider's very fun. I just, uh, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> yeah, it's the Anakin, right? It's the Anakin one that looks like the really gutsy call because this Plo Koon, I mean, we'll see. Uh, we've seen before, and we'll probably see, you know, later. Adi Galia doing the same thing, and Adi Galia has like slightly better range one uh, options than Plo Koon does. 
Plo Koon gets that brilliant evasion, which uh, everyone on this cast apparently is crazy about. <laughs> Plo Koon actually also triggers Wolf's Wolf Pack ability, yes. so you can actually yep, spend Plo Koon's locks as well, mm-hmm. which is kind of cute. Just uh, two top eights with a list like that, man. That's that's insane. You gotta you gotta be really good at the game for that. Some cojones on this man. Yeah, <laughs> I actually played him in NCX. Uh, he wasn't running Republic though, and I was running Resistance. So we we're just like, yeah, we're super off our faction. But congratulations on your top eight. <laughs> we both basically said to each other, so that was cool. And then I won, so I got vengeance. Even though I never played them before, <laughs> I also apologize for Josh jostling them. Up next is uh, Jeremy Chambly. So here's some of the the newer uh, iteration of Empire. Here it's got standard loadout, standard loadout Tomax. You got Fair Off with triple zero and ruthless. You got what I call kind of greedy rack, which is rack. Uh, the title you got baffle agile you got cluster mines death troopers minister tua and ruthless and then you got uh they actually brought boy vader just for presumably a lot more offense there because this list look just looks like it hits super super hard yeah it does that's uh, a lot of fun though yeah I mean, Rack being able to get more actions and then two uh, for that reinforce. You can always baffle off that stress if you're in a pinch. Cluster mines are super, super good because people always chase Rack. And that's uh, devastating. But people forget about those bombs and mines. They're like, oh, I'm going to get you. Like, nope, nope, you're not getting me. (laughs) (laughs) One of our most repeated statements on this uh, podcast that people are really bad against bombs. And, uh, Cluster mines, you want mines on rack because generally you're getting blocked and there's not a lot of mm-hmm. space, so you'd always end up hitting your own bombs. But with mines, obviously, you can't do that. And uh, cluster mines can do a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. Also, I can attest, I'm also bad against going against bombs. So it's not just everybody, it's everybody. It's just a lot <laughs> yeah. to remember. Well, yeah, and they're not common enough that, I mean, like if, if bombs were in every other list, think like and at 1.0 for people who remember that right where bombs were everywhere and it was often even bombs that you couldn't avoid oh you're within range three of me you're getting you know a mine dropped on top of you that kind of thing but because it's not so common people just don't have the awareness and necessarily the skill set to think the one extra move that they need to think about oh, okay this this bomber can curve a contranet towards me or whatever right like don't be in this area I just throw RTD2 into the bomb. That fixes everything. Only if you don't land on the mine. Doesn't right. help against mines. <laughs> it works against Electro Jaff. If we want to go against Sam, that was funny. I've done that RTD2 to the uh, fuse token off one of those. But I have done things like I I play Minesweeper with SOC Anakin sometimes. I have done like five straight through everyone, not engaging in anyone, just blowing up a bomb that would have killed a couple of my ships. So. Uh, but what do you think, uh, Nate, about like this? Do you think this is better than the one with uh, Deathfire and like Rhymer per se, or Deathfire and Lorbeer combining them into Boy Vader? Ooh, we haven't that's... really seen it much. Yeah, that's interesting. So I really did like Sam Page's version that had both Faroff 
and rack. I've seen other variants on, you know, rack three bombers that cost three, which leaves a four pointer. I've seen um, uh, some different looks in that spot. I think I like fair off most of all. So if the question is, okay, uh, you're in, in this case, you're combining death fire and rhymer into Vader. I don't know if I like Vader that much. And it's boy Vader too, so it's just it, it's definitely offense. offense. Yeah, I mean the list has a theme that it does. I've played four ship list and five ship list, and every time I go from four ships to five ships, I just find the objective game so much easier. And if you can find a five ship list that has comparable offense to the four ship list, my my default is sort of you know why make it harder on myself. So. If I had to choose, I'd probably go for the the five ship one, but I can't really fault <laughs> the offense on that four ship list for sure. Yeah, uh, Matt. Matt, what do you think? I know you played a little bit of like the Empire, or at least played against it, right? So I think I think I agree with um, Nate from going from the I was doing the Poe and three for a while, and mm-hmm. opening up to five is just. Just being able to be like flexible, like, oh, I have a ship that I'm comfortable with not engaging because I have four other ships that are going to like engage on it. And I mean, Vader can be a hammer, but I just, I think the other two bombers just offer a whole lot of versatility that people haven't caught on to playing against yet. Like the Deathfire shenanigans, like, I don't think not enough people have figured that out yet to where it catches a lot of people off guard. Whereas, like, oh, everybody knows what Boy Vader does, even if he is a monster. Yeah, and um, I'm always more uh, on the five ship list, just because I, I, I can't like my ships die super fast. I need more <laughs> ships. I need, yep. I need to get you know something in here that's carrying a crate. Like, wh- what do you do? I mean, you you grab a crate with Faroff Fader, or do you just try to like hammer people until they die? Yeah. Yeah, you you mentioned Deathfire in particular, so I think it's a shame losing him in the list. Right now, he's got sort of an unprecedented performance as far as uh, you know his percentile, average percentile according to Advanced Targeting Computer, about sixty four percent. That's higher than Han ever was. Right, Han was hovering around sixty, is still right around sixty. You know, a ship like Luke around. A, a little bit less than 60 Deathfire having about 60 uh, I think 58 um, takes so far in tournaments that are being recorded as like above a certain size right um, 64th percentile is who that's for a three that's, point ship right that's that's really high performance though that's like I mean, uh, Empire was doing less than 50th percentile on average, and now since Deathfire has come out, obviously I can't prove that it's Deathfire on his own, right? But since Deathfire and Plasmax in the uh, in the bombers from the SL bombers, Empire has been doing above 50th percentile. So it's just I'm, I'm looking at that ship and saying, "Woo wee!" That's it's hard to leave on the table if you're if you go from five to four. I know I really don't need two more bombers. Like I don't, <laughs> but I might have to like you know break down and buy this pack because yeah, just who'd have thought that little I two tie bomber would be so good? But he's like he's been making some serious waves. Yeah, I know Grawberg was playing like that Han list forever, right? Now he's just like, nope, I'm on the rack train now. He's hooked. 
he's just like, I like this list better. It feels more comfortable. Yeah, he played and and did well Han. fit at Rust Cup. Yeah. Definitely is more of a Mark style list than Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah, it's more jousty, you know. But up next, we got a resistance list. It's uh it's interesting. So you got BB eight with Han Solo. Great. Automated yep. target priority. Terrible. No. I hate people who bring ATP. Um, you got Snap Wexley with Heroic Ferrosphere R68. You got Ello with Crackshot Marksmanship Ferrosphere, which I haven't really seen a lot, but I can see how that could be you know, really effective. You got Jarek with Heroic Marksmanship M9G8 and Targeting Computer. I love me some M9G8. And then uh, Falcon Poe with Lone Wolf, Trickshot, Chewbacca, Ray, Engine, and the title. Yeah, yeah. I think Han Solo is is a, the call on BB-8 that I would take. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, discussed yeah. with some other people, right? That like uh, that put Chewbacca on BB-8 for the extra like uh, sort of half of a force, right? Yeah. That, that you can use. Um, so that's probably good too. I heard some people talk about Larma Daisy as well, just to get a little more flexibility with that evade. But as far as you know, simple and straightforward, which is the kind of thing that I prefer. Han Solo. Oh yeah, BB-8. He gets in there. He can threaten the jam if he doesn't want to jam if he just wants to be really annoying to kill takes three four evades great you know simple also like what matt and i experience a lot is like the psychological aspect of just putting four evades down <laughs> yeah. then everyone's like i'm not shooting this bb8 right They're even wrong. though they you might be able to kill BB-8. it they yeah. can't shoot the bb8 it's like got two agility two green dice yeah if you've got two range one shots with three dice ships yeah you can you can kill him even if he's got four Four evades. I'm getting my evades, but it only goes up to two, and I only yep. got four health. This yep. is not first edition. Yeah, yep. but like people, they see those on stack of evades, and they just don't shoot BB-8, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when people are like, call the bluff, it's like, ah, oh, damn it, I can, yeah. All right, oh no, let's do this. Good thing he's only two points. Yeah, but man, I don't yeah. like that ATP. I block a lot with BB-8. I don't want to shoot range zero shots all day. Yeah, I don't care if it gives me more calculate tokens. I don't need those. Just give me targeting computer because I gives me a white target lock. I might use it one of these days. <laughs> I never have. I have. I have a couple <laughs> okay. times. Congrats. Uh, mostly at the start of the game to lock a rock so I don't get jammed. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> but also, like, I, I've done it before where I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not shooting this person and I'm not getting shot. So I'm just going to take the lock here. I blame uh, Sanazuski for this Ferrisphere paint here on Snap and LO as well. I do as well. I blame him too. I, I think it's reasonable. And the M9G8, uh, I would wonder what the target is. Um, it could be Poe, but if Poe has Lone Wolf, it suggests to me that he's maybe throwing that on LO or Temin. Or pr- probably more like LO because LO doesn't get the built in rerolls from R6. So if he's got the M9 reroll, the crack shot, the marksmanship, that's a. Uh, that's, a torpedo going in if he gets bullseye basically so that's, that's yeah my, my assumption would be that lo just because he, he's the only one that doesn't have like a way of re-rolling dice that's not like bba but you're not gonna g8 g- g- bb8 yep. yeah um, i think it's a solid list i've played something similar it's not my preferred poe loadout i love me some notorious poe mm-hmm. um, i love that too especially with like i mean if you have lower initiative, like uh, 
I mean, snaps out of four, which is solid. BB eights out of three. When I was running it, I would have a like a different like Jarek would be like a Burl or something, right? So I have oh, yeah. lower yeah. initiative ships. So when they do end up shooting Poe, at least I can use the advantage of having Notorious, not even necessarily uh, Poe using it right? like I-6s. But it is really devastating if someone's shooting you at I-6. At Worlds, uh, when there was all those Defender Vaders, man, they just they shot the mm-hmm. Poe, and I'm like, great. <laughs> please, please do that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. To die... Only one of eight Vader who can't spend any focus or, or has no focus. Yummy. I can see where like trick shot Chewbacca kind of helps. I'm not a big oh, yeah. fan of trick shot Bo. But you know. I mean, he, he did really well with it. Can't fault that at all. Yeah. Yeah. He got much further than I ever did with that Bo. So <laughs> who are you going to listen to? Um, up next. Snoogans. We have your um, Soon Tier. Mm-hmm. It is Starter Pack Vader, Soon Tier with Ruthless Marksmanship and Shield Upgrade. And then you got SL Tomax, SL Deathfire, and then Rhymer with Barrage Rocket, Saturation Salvo, and Seismic Charges. Don't care about delayed fuses, I guess. Don't need that one extra point. Whatever. Just like a Marcos list. Yeah, right. Uh, I believe Marcos actually flew something incredibly close. Uh, he didn't have the the bomber pack at the time, so he had Lorier instead of Deathfire and like normal Tomax. But yeah, he flew something very similar to this. And I've flown that before, and it's a solid list. Like, it can do a little bit of everything. It's AC. Vader Bruise is a very strong bruiser. The bombers are always scary. And when I did it, it was with Lorier as well. So you had a nice little uh, flanker slash fun ship. So it'd be interesting. Like the three bombers, they don't need to be stacked up together, but I'm sure they were in a nice little jousting block. Yeah. I mean, this list reminds me of that. Uh, uh, maybe a, a different version of the Kylo plus five FOs list. Um, you know, if it didn't have swarm tactics in it, for example, it's just like a very straightforward list. Tomax. Yep. Sometimes he gets a double modded plasma torpedo. It's pretty devastating. Uh, death fire. You know what he does. He's going to try to chuck bombs at you, disrupt you do way more damage than he takes, uh, or at least disrupt your movements a lot more. Um, Rhymer. You can, change those seismics to ion bombs maybe but that's just quibbling over you know how he's going to play it perhaps but it's got barrage rockets saturation salvo you know what that does soon tier you know what he does darth vader you know what he does so it's just a very it feels like a very straightforward list doesn't rely on any handshaking just sort of relies on good ships being in the right place pointing their guns in the right place and positioning feels really comfy so my assumption is that you like Vader left flank, soon to your right flank, and then three bombers in the middle. Do you think that'd be like the optimal kind of way of doing this? I don't know how you did it. I don't know. So like um, the placing at I-6 is really strong, right? Obviously, if they have like a jousting block on one side of the board, you don't want to do that. But like a lot of times people don't want to set up all of their ships on one side, right? What they really want to do is have like a bunch of ships on one side and then maybe one ship in the middle and or one ship like out on a flank. Having these two I-6 ships that can potentially pounce on something that's not necessarily ready, both of them can five straight boost and still have good attack mods. 
is similar to what Super T70 Poe does. He can line up against something and just tell it to heck off, right? If you don't run away, then I'm gonna I'm gonna catch you and I'm gonna get you. I don't know. I I really like the power of placing these two aggressive aggressively minded ships at I6 being able to punish something uh, a, a bad deploy. Yep. And one of the things, because they are both I6, what you ended up seeing a lot of was Vader and Sintir both together, just so you can work on initiative killing. Like you're not really investing as much in Sintir's arc dodging capabilities anymore because he can still be a difficult ship to kill. Yeah, you can still, uh, you know, reposition and have evade focus. Yep. Yeah, and the shield upgrade helps against anything like super devastating. Like if Cody's flying him and he just gets plinked at range three, obstructed, you know, with an evade. <laughs> that would never happen. We need gas cloud evades again. <laughs> that was how Cody only took one damage from range three obstructions because he was behind a gas cloud. So he was able to change one of his blanks to an evade. Instead of taking three damage, he took one. But yeah, that's... um. That's a solid list. I'm happy to see Sumtier super high, just because as you know, classic, classic X-wing ship. There. Do you? I mean, you have three bombers. You can ruthless people actually pretty, you know, pretty well. If like you're instead of having Predator because you, you're down one point right for Predator, so you have to do something else for accuracy. Yeah, uh, interesting that they did ruthless instead of like targeting computer, but. Also, you have shield upgrade, right? So I don't think he's got double mod slots. Yeah, you 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 can't you can't do both. Tragic. Playtesting I mean, uh, works. Yeah, my local uh, he's been running um, ruthless on on different ships with but along with Deathfire. Deathfire shoves in there, and he's a bit of a hate sink. People want to oh shoot Deathfire. He sort of extended himself right because he already did a, a fast move, uh, so he can launch his bomb or whatever, and then Deathfire dies. But because everyone's shooting at I-5, because that's what everyone does, you're just ruthlessing and ruthlessing and ruthlessing. In this case, Zombie it's at I-6, so it might not happen as often. But I've definitely seen, uh, I think um, in Rust Cup that we're going to talk about, there was a death fire that had pulled a hull breach. And by the time he was done with all his ruthlesses, he had 13 damage cards <laughs> on him before he was removed. That's awesome. That's poor, that poor guy. That's legendary. That's incredible. I love that. So up next, we're in the top four. We got a we got an FO list, and there's okay. So it's got Wylo with Brilliant Evasion, uh, Instinctive Aim, Concussion Missiles, Optics, uh, Lahue's with Proud Tradition Anal and Pattern Analyzer and Special Forces Gunner. It's got Von Reg with Marksmanship, Lone Wolf, Deuterium, and Magpulse. It's got Magpulse, Malaris, and Deuterium uh, DT. Which is a list that I don't hate. No, me neither. No, I like it, except for I just replace Von Reg with Blackout. Yeah. Because I love me some silencers. I know there's been discussion about the Lahue's uh, loadout, too. But I do still like the Proud Tradition Pattern Analyzer. Having the focus evade, focus target lock, whatever you need, depending on the situation on that press engage at i5 is really handy it, instead of the barrage rockets right that's the other big one yeah, yeah barrage, the barrage rockets where you what supposed to sloop in front of your opponent or just like fly by them and then still get the range three and then you're out of the fight for two turns yeah exactly exactly 
I love the barrage rocket version of Lahue's. I like it a lot more than the pattern analyzer proud tradition. Maybe I'm paranoid because I actually remember that proud tradition. They like you could do things so they can't just do it every turn. But um, at that range three out the rear is really good. Especially if someone else, like I, I fly it with like a midnight, right? So midnight will have a lock on whatever Lahuse is shooting. So you can shoot the barrage rockets out the back and then still get the rerolls from spending midnight's lock and have the focus. They don't get the range bonus. True, but how often are you shooting out the rear at range three as opposed to using the evade, the initial combat phase, or having your own target lock and then slooping behind them? Um, I don't think I've ever actually slooped with Lehuse. <laughs> I mostly uh, I have them set up on the side, and then people start going after Lehuse, so I just turn and then run away and pretend I'm a fire spray. It's really so the convenient. thing about the the pattern analyzer on the SF I find is that it's not just for the sloops. You have you those the one turns hard. too that are very flexible types of maneuvers. So, you know, if you're close to a board edge and the action is happening like inside to where you are, that one turn is a is a great move. We met, uh, we played and I was flying uh, Blue Hughes, right? I had Barrage Rocket. It didn't seem like, you know, I, I think I used it like, you know, just walking up there, shooting some Barrage Rockets and just going past them. Yeah. Shooting yeah, some Barrage out the back. I don't know. Maybe I don't sloop because I could just shoot barrage rockets out the back. I mean, I pretend I'm an RZ too. So well, maybe it's just different play styles. I I just prefer the barrage rockets because there's not like a downside, like there is proud tradition. But also, no one remembers proud tradition, so they really, <laughs> there's they really always that. No. The only time I've really remembered proud tradition is when my opponent is a gentleman and reminds me, hey, you can proud tradition this. <laughs> Your oh. ship is dead. Proud tradition it. <laughs> oh, I've done like dirty things with proud tradition. I've like someone shot like an arc and then I did born for this to give that arc a focus. Obi-Wan force charged it back and then spent the focus again. <laughs> and Obi-Wan forced it back because it's a spend a focus result. Or spend a focus token. Yeah, yeah. So I just ruined an entire team's worth of proud tradition with just Obi Wan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, most people don't don't remember that. Also, uh, the double mag pulse with Von Reg and Malaris is really nice control. You got a lot of jam on this list uh, between Kylo and the double mag pulse. One of them being I six, the other at I five. I like that a lot. I like control. Um, like play styles of games, so it's right up my alley. If it wasn't Von Reg, <laughs> uh, the other top four was a Rebel list. It had Fen Rao, Clan Training, Predator, Beskar, Mando Optics. Occasionally, you'll see Marksmanship instead of Clan Training. Kind of depends on. Uh, how you run in, what do you think you're going to go up against? And uh, I've seen crack instead of clan plus optics yeah. as well. And then you got your typical Han Solo chopper engine upgrade, Bistan, Perceptive, and then you got Boy Luke and Juke Keo. It's kind of a, a known quantity list here. Yeah. 
Um, I I think if I would run a four ship list like this, I would do the Lone Wolf Concussion Missile Keo over Juke. But this is a lot of offensive firepower. Uh, you know, they probably don't have tokens after a shot from Fen and Han and Luke. Yeah, they're probably pretty spent and hobbling along. Runner up, man, Andrew Block. Andrew Block. Love him. He's running. Uh, you know, he brought something incredibly close to this to Crossroads. Um, but at Crossroads, instead of Faroff, he had Proc at Merrick because hilarity. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but this is a little bit more serious tournament than even Crossroads, right? So he has Rack, Death Troopers, Vader, Agile, Ruthless, Title, and Baffle, what you probably should run. Uh, SL. Tomax, SL Deathfire, Major Rhymer with uh, Selva Barrage Rockets, Ion Bombs, and then Faroff with Triple Zero at Ruthless. And I think I would make an argument that this is the best Empire list right now. Ooh, bold statement. Yeah, although I do really like that Electro Chaff Missile version by Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chaos, so... But, I, I mean, he just kills it right like he beat Sanazuski um in a mirror match at crossroads with like essentially this list so I was nice. say, do you think this is better than the uh palpatine reaper vizier instead of Faroff? oh no i love Faroff a lot more than yeah. Vizier. is it because of the evade that comes with Faroff and the uh yeah, it's a lot more survivable uh, a lot more survivable like you're gonna get Faroff in there you got triple zero um, what are they going to do? Take the strats and be by death troopers? No, you just get a free calculate ahead of it. You can jam with fair off, yep. which is really good for Vader crew. I mean, you could do that with Vizier too, but like fair off, you get extra benefits by getting the evades. True, but that does seem like it's pretty difficult to actually uh, in practice, just because you have a medium base and a large base. The medium base has to be in front of the large base, and like depending on the ship movements and everything. Fair off, we usually move first to actually set up like the jam and then the Vader shenanigans and fair off shenanigans. Well, I picture like Rack just kind of orbiting like in the center and then fair off. You, know, you can one bank, you don't have to use the ailerons, right? So you can like just kind of one bank around. Like yeah. you're probably not jamming, you're probably doing like a focus or whatever. And, and sometimes with lists like this where there's lots of potential interactions that could happen, you're not trying to make them all happen at once. You're just trying to like put as much of it out there as you can. I'm, I'm thinking it, this is something that we can't know. The data is just not taken. But it might be interesting to see when these lists are played, like how often a Reaper dies. Because... If that's something that tends to happen and happen early in Empire games, so maybe, you know, uh, you guys know, you said Mark Grauberg has started playing this. Uh, a local of mine has started playing, unfortunately, not a Faroff version. He had a Volt in his, and his Volt dies a lot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if that Reaper is a thing that's just dying a lot, then maybe that's why Faroff is performing a lot better because between the two, it's the one that's harder to kill. And that's sort of what's make, what makes the difference. I don't know. Well, Stanislavski brought Volscaris to Crossroads, and Sam has okay. been running Volscaris a lot as well. And they both jumped off to Faroff, and they're like, Faroff's just a lot better. It's a lot, it's 
a lot more to go through, right? Like if you have to get through Rack and you have to get through Reaper and you've got 18 health worth of bombers, right? Yeah. So it's uh it's just like a lot and then also it hits super hard, so you're not shooting back with a lot of uh a lot of mods or a lot of firepower, you know. Well, Farif's not going to get like one shotted by one Han Solo shot. Yeah. Like that that happens to tie interceptors. In in my practice um, for for Rusk up against the guy with Volt, it was plasma torpedoes. <laughs> I've done that too. I was able to one shot twice, one shot Volt twice with a single plasma torpedo. That's rough. Oh, in in a store champ, I brought back. I did my one hard barrel roll with Manaru to block Volt Scaris, who took the, like the the stress focus, and I shot a plasma torp at him, and spent mm-hmm. his stress to make him reroll his defense die, blanked with out, Nemo, one yeah. shot the fair, yeah, the the Volt Scaris. So that poor guy. That's what that's what he deserves. <laughs> how, how can you not see the one hard barrel roll? Come on, <laughs> just just avoid mm-hmm. it. Yeah, <laughs> the large base. I might have PTSD from my game against Nate because of that one hard like barrel and boost. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I like this list so much. I love rack. So Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. And then the winner, uh Duncan Howard, didn't have Josh in this tournament, so he went undefeated. <laughs> they if you, if you didn't know, actually Josh Josh's first opponent at Nova was Duncan and Duncan got joshed. Wow. And that was his only loss. And then he missed top cut because of it. Yeah, Wait, he, Duncan missed top cut. Yeah. D- Duncan went seven and one and missed cut because his SOS was, uh, <laughs> he got joshed. and then Josh didn't, so didn't like keep it up. Right. I guess Yeah, he went three and oh, then lost against me. In the four uh, O game, and then lost in the uh, winning your end game. Oh, but also okay. because he started zero and one, all of his opponents were then zero and one, one and one, right? No one, so it was just the worst yeah, of the yeah. worst. Wow, Zanakin took three damage in the barely opening engagement. Range three obstructed off Han. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, uh, Josh wasn't in this tournament, so Duncan won it. Look at that. That's that's the that's the story I'm going to go with. But he had uh, Anakin and the seven seven B Anakin with Predator R four B seventeen shield upgrade. Uh, Audigalia uh, with CLT Chopper and Debris Gambit. And then you have SOC Oddball, and then you got uh, Wolf. With uh, VTG, RFVP, yep, and expert handling. Because R4P is really good on ARCs. Oh, yeah. And the expert handling, I really like, too. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this is a Duncan list. <laughs> like, this yep. is not a pick-up-and-play kind of list. This is, I've been playing Aces for six years, and look at me and know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I actually have patience in this game kind of list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking earlier about, well, I, I tend to prefer four ship li- uh, five ship lists to four ship lists just because of the objective versatility. Nah, this one, I mean, I guess you have to, to the two medium bases for assault. Um, but 
yeah, you got to make the most out of that Adigalia. She's got to get, I mean, if she's not getting bullseyes, she's a two dice gun that costs five points. So you got to get the most out of that chopper. And I'm sure he did, right? Getting up close, yep. burning the two uh, evades early, and then just getting erratic chopper as close as you can. There was a Plo Koon earlier, right? That had a, sort of a similar uh, chopper build. So very interesting. Yeah, I feel like really defensive too. If you go in there, like you, someone dives in on her at range one, she has the evade from chopper and then a focus because it's a white evade. Uh, yeah. Spends her ability, you don't get that range one bonus, and you're trying to go three on three with a evade focus. Mm-hmm. It could be pretty tough to kill. And then, yeah, once that chopper flips, that's <laughs> terrifying. Uh, yep. What are you going to do? Block? Great. Cool. Chopper doesn't go off or you're shooting range zero, you know? Yeah. I've played a list that uh, it wasn't exactly this. It, it didn't have um, the, the arcs. So I can't say that it's played similar necessarily, but at least the piece of Adi with Chopper, you really have to do it right. Um, there were a couple of games where I was getting bullseyes and uh, dodging arcs and, you know, hypnotize people and to try to take out Addy when she is really slippery. But there were some when my opponent was just like, okay, uh, I am going to shoot Addy and going to try to block her. If you can't block her, still get arcs on her. She denies rain bonus. Fine. She's going to run out of force. And eventually, you know, she's going to go down. And if you get it, if, if you're also flying against her and she's not getting her bullseye shots, so she's not getting, you know, um, a lot of dice to roll. She's just a two dice gun. Feels a lot worse to have a five point ship that's only a two dice gun, still an auto jam in most cases, but still. Ugh. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, that, that list. Is, that that is, I couldn't run this list, and I love, I love me a lot of arcs and a lot of Aether's price, and I'm just like I don't, I don't see how. <laughs> Like, uh, I mean, you oh, like scramble is maybe okay, but like salvage is gonna be rough and just like killing people, chance, you know. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it doesn't quite have a strong offensive kick unless you know you get all the shots on the same target and somehow they also don't have equally good shots back at you. Yeah, definitely kudos to Duncan for flying it. Matt, you look like you're gonna say something about this. No, no. I mean, I, like you said, I don't, I don't see how this list does well in uh, salvagers. But I mean, you know, I'm also not Duncan Howard, one of the best players in the world. So this is very much a him list. Like, you know, no disrespect to like Duncan. Just you know, sometimes your arms aren't long enough to box with God, right? And <laughs> we, we, our arms are not long enough to fly this list. Need that height advantage, Herd. Yeah, we we need to grow like six more inches, and we'll be good. It looks like a fun list, though. No requirement, six by six. <laughs> I am Victor Wembayana, and I play Star Wars X-wing now. But yeah, no, congratulations, Duncan. Yeah, uh, won yet another thing. <laughs> So that was Pax. I don't think uh, is there anything else we want to say about Pax. It's kind of crazy, crazy list for Broadier. There's a bunch of cool ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in general, I'm always looking for sort of meta innovations uh, because you know there's uh, 
always the X-Wing players want to talk about the meta and they want to talk about what's good and what's not. They find things to complain about. They, you know, oh, it's a stale meta. It's already solved. It's a meme, right? That X-Wing players always too early. They're like, oh, the meta is solved and we're continuing to see things evolve. I'm trying to find spots where, uh, I mean, obviously we have new releases, right? But stuff that's not necessarily driven by new releases. So set aside the Empire stuff, you know, that, that Lando list that's been there the whole time. Rack has been there the whole time. You know, Deathfire maybe enabling some of that, maybe not. Um, but, you know, let's see, looking around some of this, I mean, the, the FO lists aren't exactly, I think, what, what would be considered new and innovative. Maybe uh, someone like Cody, more experienced in FO, can correct me there. But um, it looks like, you know, besides... Besides that Lando list, not really much is surprising me as something that's really a new development, you know? That's, uh, I mean, I'm going to jump to Resistance. We haven't really seen Falcon Poe do well yet, have we? We've seen him in well, the Early on, there. I thought there was a bunch of four, uh, there was a bunch of four ship Falcon Poe, I think. I thought that was yeah. more like Ray and like three D70s, but. I think Falcon oh, Poe okay. was around. Actually, we should talk about the highest placing separatists and scum list because they oh, they don't exist. Sad. Separatist list highest one at twenty fifth overall. Beesh. He had Sunfock. Bold, bold choice mm-hmm. with this meta. Uh, targeting computer marksmanship, predator in ensnare, full offense. Sunfock. Who's on? Yeah, right. yeah. What are Falcons? What are Rack? Dirge. With seismic charges, contraband, and proton cannons. Got Grievous with shield upgrade, impervium, marksmanship, solus. Oh, Grievous, how the mighty have fallen. Right. SOC DVS 404. And then a DGS 047, one of the three point HMPs with cluster missiles, Kalani munitions failsafe. That that's a list, man. Don't run Sunfock right now. No, don't do it. <laughs> and like four hundred four is cool, but I don't think he's worth the three points. You can combine Sunfock and four hundred four into an eight point fire spray. And then I think you got a batter list. It's not good, um, but ironically, no. the worst performing uh, separatist list this faction uh, this this tournament was the double fire spray dirt list. So, the, who knows what happened there? I mean, so it's the most co- it's by far the most commonly taken separatist list. I think probably just because it's oh, you know, three ships fire sprays are good. Dirge is probably fine. Uh, three ships just sort of has its own problems, right? You really have to make it sing in scramble and in salvage. Um, shout yeah, out to the, Sorry, I was going to say shout out to the one guy who brought Prockets on Grievous. That guy's my hero. <laughs> Where, where's that? Uh, the 54th place list. Oh, nice. He's got Prockets on Grievous. Live your best life, man. Voice. Got Do a Dury Sunfock, too. <laughs> Oh man, let me tell you about the scum list. The highest scum was in 36th place. It had triple triple fang fighters, Bosk and Cadbane. <laughs> Predator, uh, Fearless, Fenral, Beskar Optics, Got Expert Handling, Marksmanship, Bosk, Elusive, uh, Beskar, Cad Solus, 
They had both cads on this list. Uh, Cad Bane with proton cannons, rockets, and marksmanship. And then Joy Rakoff with fearless and cluster missiles because they don't realize that Joy's ability works on torps. You, uh, you would hope that they would know. <laughs> I have no idea why you'd bring cluster missiles on a fighter otherwise. But look, I can shoot you twice at range two. <laughs> it's I, I have seen other people bring cluster missiles with Joy Rakoff, and I'm not sure it's it's. They just didn't read his ability and thought it worked on any munitions instead of just torps. Gotcha. Well, because originally they didn't have missiles, right? So mm-hmm. why would you put that in the ability? Yeah. Yeah, and then but he I had didn't a, want it to work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, someone uh someone brought my list as well. 69th place. Nice. Nice. F- further drag down the um the success I've had in that archetype. But they had had my Lima, it had a uh, dead man marksmanship Bosk. It had sync laser cannon marksmanship Zuckus Cad Bane. So slightly different than your cat. Yeah, same, same um actually this is what Andrew Oler close to what he ran to this is uh r5p8 cutthroat gar saxon overton modulators manaru and then afra is the crispy build with lando the child overton modulators false transponder codes and pt1 do you have strong feelings for manaru overtune versus contraband because they both have like essentially you can do it uh you can pop it before a red maneuver and still get your mods but, uh, you know, whereas you can't use um, Overtuned when you're already stressed, you can use Contraband when you're already stressed. A lot of the time with Manaru, I do, like, try to bump things, or I will bump into things intentionally. Okay. Um, actually, a lot of times, I'm Manaru behind Afro a lot, so a lot of the times, if they're too close together, I will start doing maneuvers intentionally into opponent's list, uh, ships instead of mine. So I'm staying in the same spot and then getting the red focus. And then next turn, I'll do like a sloop or a 4K. So I'm actually using the contraband to do multiple red. Like okay. a, I'm already stressed and doing a red maneuver. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Oler, he explained to me that like cutthroat, you know, you get that overtuned back, you get that R5P. Yeah. He set up uh, passing most of the calculates over with overtune yeah. and the initial engagement, which is respectable. I don't believe in Zuckus on Cad Bane, though. <laughs> I understand it's cool, but like Zuckus is six points, and rogues tend to die really fast. If you don't have Lazarazi, like Lazarazi just it like helps me. I do a lot of bump, like people bump into me all the time, so they're stressed a lot. So it helps me just kind of live a little bit longer. But you know, uh, forcing people to reroll green dice is hilarious especially when you can pass some of the stress for the payment for doing so yes that's all i wanted to say about packs i gotta remember the whole the other factions there uh let's go to roscoff uh nate you ran a team tournament and honestly i actually kind of liked it better than ncx's style of team tournament they're both like wildly different but i've had more fun doing like Cup. Um, mostly because you don't know the scenarios, so it's a lot more unpredictability. You have to bring more generalist uh, lists than kind of tacking to a specific 
uh, scenario. But I liked it a lot. I, I love Roscoff. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear uh, people had fun. Uh, the first one was last year in 2022. So this, this was the second one this year. We had seven teams last year. An odd number was sort of weird for the format. And maybe we'll get into that if we want to talk about like how the format went. But do you want me to like comment on just overall how the format worked? And Yeah, if you just want to kind of explain like what it's about and then like how you do like pairings and just, uh, you know, just basic stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it sort of started as the Outrider Cup was fun and the Outrider Cup sort of didn't continue. Um, So uh, we we were trying to resurrect it, but it turned out out the format was different enough that we decided to call it something else. So Rust Cup teams. Right. So in the in Outrider, uh, you sort of had this 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 pairing process where in any given round, you know, like players from this team, you know, would play against several other teams and all the teams would be mixed up. But in Rust Cup, I just wanted it to be much more straightforward. So what it is, is each round, one team from a city, you know, like, you know, let's say Detroit, for example, is paired up against another team like uh, Cleveland, you know, and each team has five players on it. So ultimately, one team is going to win at least three games, unless there's a tie. There's some stuff about that. But in general, if there's no ties, one team is going to win at least three games or four or five. And that team is going to win the thematic battle star for that round. And the team with the most battle stars at the end wins. And there's, you know, uh, further tiebreakers as well. So your goal is, you know, you have five players from your team and you're playing five players from one other team. Five players from Cleveland, five players from Detroit. You're trying to win three games. In order to pair these lists up, it's not completely random. So there's uh, there's some choices that are involved. The first thing that happens is both captains, you know, will show the other show their counterpart. Here are the five lists we're running. Before the event, they submit one list from each faction, so everyone knows. Okay, you know, um, Detroit is flying. Beast and Han, and its FO list is, uh, you know, Cody's Triple Silencers and Malaris, for example, you know, uh, is uh, what, what's the Republic list? You know, everyone knows what those factions list are, and you say, okay, this round we're flying these five. Uh, in, you know, as was just pointed out, often you're leaving out Scum and CIS, uh, but we have incentives to play every faction too. So each round you're playing these five lists. Each captain then simultaneously takes two of those lists and hands them across to the other captain and says, take these two lists, do your worst with your remaining three. So, uh, you know, Matt, uh, you're the captain, right? So uh, I hand you, uh, let's say I've got, you know, all the lists except for Scum and CIS. So I'm going to hand you my resistance list. It's got five ships. It kind of feels like a generous list, kind of take all comers. And then I'll also hand you, say, our... Um, our FO list. Our FO list has some traps in it that maybe are not obvious to see initially. So I hand you those two lists and I say, do your worst. And let's say you've handed me, you feel really confident in your rebel and empire. So you hand me those two. So now you've got, uh, I've got three lists and I'm, I'm like, okay, I've got their rebel and their empire. What are my best lists to pair into those two? So I, to a certain extent, am picking two matchups and to a certain extent, 
the other team is pitching picking two matchups. Although the way the choices happen means you're not having complete information like in some other formats. There are some other formats, for example, that the first team uh, sort of bans two lists from the other team, and then they get to deliberately pair one list and the, uh, for example, um, one of three on the other team's list, something like that. But in this one, because the information is being exchanged simultaneously, the idea was it sort of depresses the impact of the format on the uh, on the outcomes. So I just talked a lot. Uh, do you feel like people will be with me so far or anything I should stop before I go into how the scoring actually happens? I just think the, uh, the general thing is you give two lists, they get paired off, you receive two lists, you pair them off, and then the last list uh, is whatever random ones you had left over, and they get Pairs paired off. Pair. Right. Yep. Exactly. So so it means that you want to have at least a couple of generalists, generalists lists that are going to be able to be paired into by whatever nasty thing your opponent can, can put together. Right. You don't want to have a list that's got, oh, my one really valuable I-6, that it's everything's about this one ship because they're going to throw Sunfuck at you or something like that. So then all those so all the pairings are made, but without knowing what the scenario is. And that was also pretty important when we were developing the format, because we don't want people to be able to say, oh, this is assault, you know, four jump masters for the assault game or something like that. Right. Um, so we wanted people to, to make those pairings before that was known. And then uh, the pairings are uh, the the. Scenarios are randomly decided without repeats, except obviously because there's five. There's a fifth, and then so there's a random fifth scenario that's added in, but in such a way that over the course of the day, it still all balances out that the scenarios are played the same number of times. Yeah, it just kind of sucks sometimes when you're just like, well, my list is good at everything but chance, and then you end up just <laughs> randomly getting assigned chance like three rounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I had um uh, one of my players was like, yes, I'm definitely – it was our FO trap card list, right? Um, and he, he was like, no, I, I, want, I want people to pair into me because I don't think they're going to see the trap, or if, even if they do see it, they're not going to be able to do much about it once the pairing is, as long as I dodge chance. Three out of four games, he played chance. <laughs> well, he did win one of those games. He won two, I think. Nice. I think he got two wins. I know I did manage to uh, avoid salvage in my uh, four games. Oh, man. And like I got scrambled twice. Store. I was. Oh, man. Like, isn't scramble you're probably your best objective? Uh, scramble or, or like honestly got to give a little bit of love and consideration to assault too just because i can be all over the place and still shooting oh but yeah, scramble yeah, yeah. Is probably the best yeah and extreme maneuvers being able to like hook around and uh, assault objective still be on it and still be shooting it's great yep. so um i think we mentioned earlier detroit took it home uh, having beaten <laughs> cleveland Twice. So because we only had four teams this year, uh, the way it went is the winner was going to basically have to probably beat the second place player twice or, you know, at least beat like second once and then third twice because of, of how the format went. And you guys managed to do it. So congrats to the three of you, as well as uh, Josh Richardson and Mark Grauberg. And both of those uh, like the rounds against you was three, two. So they're not like blowouts or anything. It was just really close games. And oh, yeah. Quite a few of them came down to just like one or two points. I know my first game against your team, I had uh, 
five health left between my four ships, and I won, I think, uh, like 17 to 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, very, very close. In the very last round, we had a game that uh, was 1918. You guys took it home. Uh, and as it turns out, I did a little bit of math afterwards. If we had flipped that, say 1819 instead, it would have been exactly a dead heat, even on all the tiebreakers. Uh, yeah, because you guys ended up winning by two medals, which are like the, the tiebreakers, including individual wins. So if we take one individual win away from you guys and give it to us, it's been a perfect tie. Road. Man, I'm so happy Josh Josh someone. <laughs> oh, he, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, Josh the heck out of one of our guys at the very end. Two arcs in one turn. Mm. Two arcs in one turn and Luke living on two health with range one modded shots coming in. Yeah. Why can't we just all do that? Easy. Um, yeah. So uh, did you have any like particular, like how did you prep for this? <laughs> yes. Well, so, I mean, the first thing we did is we went to our locals and we were like, you know, what factions do you want to play and what lists are you most comfortable with? So um, we weren't necessarily going to say, okay, here's all the medalists. Who wants to play them? We started with what are you guys playing? What are you doing best with? So, for example, our team was the only one without a Han, um, without a, a rebel Han. So our rebel list was uh, was five ship and it had Benthic and Hera. Uh, so uh, really proud of that guy, um, guy named Noah. He, he's a local that's been playing a lot recently, sort of joined within the last year. And he's been he's been doing really well um, uh, with with his rebel list. And it's always Hanless, which is uh, which is always fun to see. Um, but, yeah, so we asked our team, you know, what lists are you doing? What's good? And then for the leftover factions, right, for scum and CIS and actually for us, Republic. Uh, we said, okay, for those that we don't play a lot, what are the best lists? And we assign players to those. Um, then we sort of decide, okay, now that we, because we had seven players on our team, one player didn't show up, so we have six players. That means uh, we're going to have two players that play every round, and then, you know, we're going to uh, have in each of the four rounds, one of the remaining players isn't going to play. So, okay, fine. Uh, we look at our matchups and we say, you know, our Republic list is hunting Hans. So let's, uh, let's throw him against the Hans as much as we can. Um, but let's see, as far as like, uh, thinking about how we prepared for it, um, we designated certain lists as, uh, we, we called them, uh, hold lists and throw lists. So we would hold some back that we could pair deliberately into other squads. So those are the kinds that have some glaring weaknesses or they have lists that they really don't want to face, but, um, but are still solid lists. And then we have the throw lists th because they're thrown to the wolves. You know, we, we give them to you, Matt, and we say, do your worst, pair, pair the worst thing you can into us. I don't think you can gain a significant pairing advantage against like five ship resistance, for example. Um, so we made sure we had at least a couple of lists that were going to be tolerant of being thrown to the wolves. And, uh, I mean, they turned out to be just sort of overall decent lists. Yeah. Our prep was, um, a lot less deliberate. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like, it was like, um, okay. So which one of us is going to Roscoff? Okay. us five. Cool. Well, Cody's running his FO list. 
Josh is going to be running Rebels. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be running my scum list. I flew all store champ season, and Matt plays Resistance a lot. <laughs> so Grauberg, take a rack list. Yeah, yeah, I heard that uh, that Grauberg taking Empire was sort of a last minute thing, but apparently he's fallen in love. So we did him a solid. Yeah, and then it's just like, well, I'll play Republic because I'm not playing Separatists, and then Grauberg just go play the double fire spray list because he had the most experience uh, with that than everyone else. Mm. And he's like, yeah. sure, I want to play it for the first round and never play it again. Cause he hates it. <laughs> oh yeah. So that dovetails in a little bit to the, to the format. So I mentioned that a team win is, is what the rankings are done by. Right. So for example, um, uh, Detroit got four team wins, uh, beat each team and Cleveland twice. Uh, Cleveland got two team wins, uh, so two battle stars. Another team got two battle stars. Uh, but the tiebreaker within is uh, what are called bonus medals. So, for example, you have um, each individual win counts as one because when you get a team win, you can win three to two, or you can win five and zero. Oh. So that five and zero oh win is weighted a little bit more strongly. And there's also a couple of other bonus medals that are added as tiebreakers. Cody got one uh, called the Squadron Citation when he <laughs> uh, scored more than 25 points in a game. In fact, he scored 30 points in a game, if I recall correctly. Um, and each uh, best in faction is one more point for your team as well. So uh, those are your tiebreakers, and that's uh, that's. Where we would have even tied on those if uh, if we had swung one Which more game. Which is crazy because we had three, <laughs> and then so did you guys. Yeah, yeah, you guys got three faction champions. We got the three R's. Uh, you guys got the three bad guy factions, I guess, Scum, FO, and Empire. And then the hero of the day, a gentleman named Joe Barkovich from Pittsburgh. He got, uh, he got two wins with CIS on the day, playing it three times. So big congrats to him. Definitely an amazing person. So, oh, yeah, great guy. Always good seeing him. Although he does have a thing about my Kylos, he always gets some <laughs> random crit chain to kill my Kylo every time I play him. <laughs> our our prep was, well, they released the lists, guys. Um, I'm going to look at them and then break down basically. Because I, I make a lot of lists, right? And I fly just the jankiest, most combo heavy, most triggers lists I can find. So you are the epitome of a scum player, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at the list. I'm just like, okay, here's something non obvious this list can do. And I'm just like writing them all down. I'm just like, you know, with that Heratani list, you can. Um, you know, uh, shoot with Hera, right? And then Hera could pass the lock over to Korn and then enables Korn's ability to pass the lock off to Keo and then get, get their concussion missiles, right? Or like, hey, you can do this this Leia stop here, the stop with Benthic, and then still get all these things. It's just a bunch of non-obvious things. So I went through every single one of those lists. I'm like, here's something weird. Mm-hmm. Here's this, look, this Lingava allows, with the coordinate, allows you to have a double modded shot with quick draw after doing like a pattern analyzer slam, take off the shield kind of thing, and then shoot eventually. Mm-hmm. So, and then I'm just like, here's some pretty strong advantages. You know, this list is very hyper defensive. This list is incredibly mobile. And then like weaknesses of like this li- list is tethered you know this is only three ships it's probably not good at this 
And then I broke down on like what my opinions would be theoretically on like scenarios. Like, um, you know, this list is Padme triple arcs, right? So, you know, it's going to be good at assault and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. and then no one looked at that, um, <laughs> until, uh, I don't know, like 9 PM the night before when everyone's just getting really drunk. Uh, that's not completely true. I looked at it on the drive to Cleveland as you brought it up. I was like, you oh, I didn't know at, that existed. Cody, you looked at the lists for the first time on our way up there in the car. <laughs> Which Fair. happened to be on my, my Excel sheet of with all the, the weaknesses and everything. <laughs> so we, we did eventually sit down and after a, a solid two hours of drunk agony, we, we managed to create what lists we actually offer up per round. Mm. We did yep. it like if our first round is Akron, we put these two lists up because we, we changed it between depending on what they list that they had. So if like, if we go uh, yeah. to Cleveland first round, we put up these two. If we do uh, Pittsburgh first round, we put these two and then we're like second, third round. We put these two lists up. Oh, they have a sun Fox. Cody can't fly against a sun Fox <laughs> for, for more reasons than one. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, no drama, you know? <laughs> um, so it's like, well, we don't want to send Cody out there because if they actually recognize they line up the yep. separatist list, that was just going to hose them. Yeah. Psst, we didn't think that hard about it. We were like, oh, we need to fly CIS so we can get the versatility medal. That's all. Hey, we, could, we, we don't know your players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, I probably should have seen that. <laughs> we, we apparently weren't prepping as hard like on that angle as you guys were. Um, we, uh, cause we're not, we're like, well, you know, scenarios are going to dictate a lot more how we're going to play. But, you know, if we have like a, just a little bit of an edge over a match, it's going to be easier for us to win those games. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think we both had the same idea cause we got the first time we played each other was round two, right? We both had the idea of sending death troopers at the opponent's fo list because silencers theoretically shouldn't like those death troopers right uh maybe. And, uh, <laughs> maybe turns out cody knows how to handle that knows how to diffuse that particular situation the secret is just don't be near rack <laughs> oh easy, easy. <laughs> easy don't be don't be close to the uh, i5 large base ship that can force rate or three bank sure but yeah, that's just we were just kind of like we were just thinking about it because when we got the because when we received the matchups, we're all just like huddled together of like, OK, I'm bringing my scub list, which just plows through any like arc list. Any Padme Padme triple arc generally does really good against like five T-70s, like pure T-70s. And Whoa, just hold like, up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Really? Yes. Um, most people, Nate, unlike you, joust my Afra. <laughs> oh, God. Which no. is devastating. I played Resistance on Chance. They had four HLC T70s with Chance in my scum list, and I wiped them all out. Was that the game where they lost points by killing your Afra? Yes, I gained what? more points than they did when they killed my Afra. <laughs> oh, gracious. I can, okay, Dead Man Switch. I can see that. There's okay. a reason why I bring Dead Man Switch. And wow. I killed one of their ships and half the other one. 
so uh, if if I'm remembering that list that you're talking about, it did have Nimi and Jess. So it's not like all of his ships were placing after your Afra. Right. He Actually, didn't necessarily get a hundred percent vote to opt out. Sure. I mean, he put like Jess and Nimi in the middle, but uh, Nimi was actually kind of a problem because it prevented me from just jamming Afro into everything because I cannot oh, be blocked yeah. by Nimi because I don't That's get a reinforce. True. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I had to park myself between two really large asteroids and just stop for a couple turns. <laughs> okay. Wait, but how can you stop for multiple turns in a row? You don't even have contraband. I have Babu. I just throw the stress on Babu. Who? Babu Frick, like the thing that should be stapled to every YV. <laughs> Stops me from getting my reinforce jammed off and I can stop a couple you, turns. I, I theoretically knew about it and then you showed me how it actually works on paper and it's boy, disgusting. Yeah. yeah, it's real good. I heard having Nina but it helps out a lot. Well, yeah, that was that was pretty lucky. <laughs> uh, that was traumatizing, <laughs> honestly. Because uh, Nianum, he's not that common these days. It's it's typically more common for people to go for the um, four ships that all cost a uh, five ships that all cost four points instead of mixing in like a five point and a three point here and there. So that uh, nine yeah, just hoses after I can't do anything. Yeah, I don't get my free evade from lots. I don't. I can't control you getting behind me because I can't stress you. With Avra's ability, it doesn't matter about triple zero because you're just going to take the stress and get rid of it anyways. I don't get any mods. Cad Bane's language, it still loses in the end, right? Um, as long as... Well, I pass a red token, so as long as you have Because someone, when you pass, he still gains it, right? Yeah. It's not like he doesn't gain it. So, okay, so he gains it so he can still remove it. Okay, I believe so. It might be technically transfer. I gotta double check that. I think it is game, because same, like, hair, right? It's the old... Yeah, right, game. right. No, it's transfer. Well, but I think or when you transfer game. something, yeah. uh, you, uh, the, the ship that is transferred to gains one, I think, but I'd have to look in the rule book to make sure. Yeah, either way, I, that's hard to... It's a little bit harder to pull off. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. So uh, my scum list generally, honestly, is like one of the better, like, jousting, straight jousting lists there is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Annoyingly, because you didn't joust me, you didn't get to experience that. But uh, <laughs> a lot of people joust me. I'll, I'll kill an arc every round. Like, easy. Oh, I mean, I can imagine you killed my LO in one round and I wasn't even jousting you. So uh, I can't imagine like you might have gotten two ships if I was jousting you. So we had like some we had both generalist like, you know, the Han list people. They know what they're doing against it, but also it can handle most things. So we usually serve yeah. that up. Um, and then they'll be like, well, Rack's a good generalist list. We'll throw Grauberg in there or if like. I mean, like, Cody can handle most things anyway, so we're just like, yeah, here, Cody, do this one. Cody yeah. called it. He's just like, yeah, they're going to send five Fang Fighters after my list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, those five Fang Fighters, I'm sure you broke so many ankles <laughs> with, uh, with th those those Fang Fighters because they think they can dance, and yeah. then extreme Kylo comes out. Uh, it wasn't even Kylo. It was Blackout doing the uh, deking, and then Mallor is just like, while stress five straight over all his fangs and was just like gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody and I were next to each other because that was when the we had two mats per table. Oh so Cody yeah, and I were next we to each other. Fix that, but yeah. Uh, my first round opponent and I were just playing a game, and we turned over and then look at Cody's game. And the guy's just like, it's chance, and it's fifteen to one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, that that happened. Apparently, most people just joust his five fang list because. Yeah, why not? I mean, mm. it also helps when I have a procket, a range two procket behind a fang, kill a fang. Oof! Yeah, not even Beskar can save you. Nope. And then like another two Protorps killed another fang, and it was sort of a route after that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they can dump the crit off the mag pulse with Beskar, but they still get the jam to bleed. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. not what yeah. fangs need. Nope. I can respect the hustle playing five fangs, but um, I, I, I couldn't do it myself, I think. They not not right now, Cody. anyway. Now, if if two of those five fangs were Fen and Old T, I'm in. Right? Like, Fen's still really scary. I still yeah. flashbacks from the beginning of the season where a Fen route one shot my blackout. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is Zach did that, right? Yeah, it was Zach, and that was when I played uh, Ryan in the... Uh, the store championship uh, wasn't didn't count in the end because it was like fourteen people, thirteen. But uh, yeah, and that was when he was just on. Well, let's take Rebel pure efficiency and just took like Chopper and Wedge and Spin and Luke and stuff like that. And then he proceeds to. He didn't give my Vanrag a pa- uh, a direct hit. He just gave him a panicked pilot when he was already stressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's familiar. Yeah, yeah, that seems to happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, actually, our team, each of us went three and one, except for Grauberg, who managed to dodge that by getting a tie and was the leading separatist player for two rounds <laughs> <laughs> with a tie, just with, one, with tie. one tie <laughs> and proceeded to score the fewest amount of points out of everybody. He yes. technically did the best on our team and scored by far the fewest objective points. Yeah. I think Cody beat me by like five points, but you know, he had that 30 round game. So yeah, that'll do it. I was so close to the 20. I had 24 points once and 23 points in another game right after that. I was really trying to get that 25 point medal. Oh yeah, and I—I <laughs> I think I had one that I actually gave away in the first round. I, I'd need to go back and actually look at my score sheet, but I'm pretty sure I gave it away. Uh, which is—it's fine, right? Like we didn't—it didn't end up coming down to that. But if it had come down to that, <laughs> I was one damage away from getting 25 points in chance. Okay, in chance, which is huh. kind of a pain. Wow, yeah, because most of it just for half health, kinda... and I just started wiping them out. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I know that 30-point game, I was actually two health away from doing a full 38. <laughs> <laughs> I had the uh, hit crit on the final shot, too, but they rolled the natty double evades to stay alive. Brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 44, it's the dream. <laughs> but yeah, um, so you just brought lists that... Your, your locals are like, hey, we're comfortable with this kind of list, or did you tweak yes. anything with them? Give suggestions uh, I, at all? I mean, I mentioned the rebel list, and the guy, our rebel guy, ended up taking uh, best rebel uh, performance um, because he he got three wins. So did your Josh, but um, our guy won in, in the head to head in round two. Uh, but I tried to convince him to bring Han. <laughs> I was like, hey, Han. And I was like, okay, if not Han, how about Fen? And he stood his ground and 
okay, yeah, the, the list that he was comfortable with, the list that he had lots of reps in, turned out to probably be more important in the end than uh, than bringing the best meta thing. But as far as tweaking, no. I mean, I guess uh, to some extent this year, there weren't as many teams. We wanted to treat it as more of like a, hey, this is a fun thing. Let's just play and have fun. Um, so we weren't, we didn't probably think about the list building as much as we had last year or in like previous Outrider Cups. Um, mostly, yeah, we were just like, bring what you're comfortable with, and then we'll decide from there what's the most generalist kind of list. So, um, yeah, it ended up probably just being, uh, well, our FO guy. I, uh, you, you mentioned he was the Lin Gava Quickstraw one, right? So I don't want to talk about necessarily that specific list too much, but it can get you even if you know it's coming. So, like, even, even so you've, you've got a Quickstraw that's facing you, right? What are you going to do? Because he is going to try to one straight and then like slam a one bank or a one turn and then double tap you. Or maybe he's going to three straight and then sloop behind you and double tap you. So what are you going to do? Are you going to block the one straight so he can't do it? Are you going to block the three straight so he can't do it? Because if you guess wrong, he's really going to hit you hard. So even if you know it's coming, he's going to hit you hard. And he's practiced really well at, um, at sort of just making it count when he's when he's using it so it was like okay there are probably better fo lists out there than lin gava quick draw in fact i think he agreed that there are definitely better lists out there but he was hoping that in this sort of smaller scale format that he could pop off his tricks and it worked he, he got a couple of wins with it so it, uh, it it worked out for him i think yeah and it could be like a strong like counter pick too right like not necessarily like viable for an entire tournament but if you're holding back that list it could catch people off guard Mm -hmm. The funny thing was he wanted me to to throw. He wanted it to be to be a throw list. He wanted to be thrown to the wolves. We did it two rounds, and then on round three, he was like, "Hey, how about you hold me back?" <laughs> yeah, sometimes uh, that doesn't work out because yeah. he ran into he ran into Grauberg and Rack Deathtrippers, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Hey, how about you hold me back next time?" <laughs> yeah, that's uh, when we sent that over. We're just like, "Hey, Mark, you could probably get rid of this, right?" Yeah, yeah. I think he got quick draw early, and then the silencers just didn't want to be around Rack. So, yeah, I mean, you're gonna get stressed from hey, you know, that trooper is gonna ruin the silencers, but also Rack just like he can output enough damage. Vader quick draw, that's fine, right? Like, yes. take one damage, you get a shot in. But now we're shooting. <laughs> now, now's the first it time we're shooting. We already turned off quick draw's ability. Exactly, exactly. Quick draw shoots you twice. Okay. Oh no, I have eight health left anyway. <laughs> right. So, um, for our, our list, I mean, we just, I chose scum, my scum list. I've been playing forever, right? Cody chose his FO list that he's been playing for years. Um, we gave Robert, here's his rack list, but Robert basically only plays meta lists. So it's not like, uh, sure. you know, Hey Mark, figure something out on your own. Mark does not make lists. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. And then the only one that we had like kind of back and forth on was actually our resistance list, uh, mostly just choosing between Poe and Ray. Okay. Yeah, and, and uh, you weren't considering T seventy right at all? T seventy Poe? No, uh, no. I no. mean, Matt Matt loves his Falcons. <laughs> loves yeah. his resistance oh, fair Falcons. Yeah. I just think they're a lot of fun. I just went with Ray because I'm like, I just want to like nuke things off the board and like just feel really good rolling five dice and just all the tricks and. It worked. It was, I mean, it, she worked out for me. She just 
murder things all day for me. Yeah, Ray seemed like a really strong counter pick. So, like, that's why we never offered Matt up because it's like, oh, if okay. they're like playing a really defensive list, we can just throw Ray in there and that will just overwhelm any defense that you're throwing out there because most defensive lists don't have a lot of health and Ray can right. just punch right through that. Yep. Right, right, yeah. And it I had think... Merle and a couple HLCs. So it's like it was a lot of offensive firepower. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Glad I didn't play you. Yeah, our resistance list was a good was a was sort of a choice as well because I let everyone sort of left everyone to their own devices. Resistance was sort of my one that I was deciding, and I was deciding between, um, I, like I said, the more traditional sort of five times uh, four cost uh, ships, or make them all I five by making one Neen and one uh, Jarek, which I ended up going with. But the other thing I was thinking of was, well, what if? But what if I flew T seventy Poe? You know, like. Like just he's he's right over there. We were and kind got, of expecting that, honestly. I mean, he's he's got overdrive guy. thrusters, you know. He's got. Uh, did you know that he can boost with a two speed? <laughs> you know, he stressed uh, himself not, out every turn. That'd be great. For my yeah. Playlist. Well, so uh, actually, death troopers very much were on my mind uh, with Poe, um, and also I felt like it was a little bit less of a generalist list. It was more of kind of a a hunting sort of lists uh so decided to go with you know what five ship resistance doesn't really particularly rely on stress stuff except for nian um which you win some you lose some with him uh but uh but yeah so decided to go with the more generalist one and yeah, it's uh it was good for the format because if you have more generalist lists than sort of hunting lists you have the flexibility to oh like i can hold back these two lists or I can hold back these two different lists, right? You have like, if you have three, you have three different combinations of those two, of three different combinations of two that you can hold back. And it just gives you a little bit more flexibility in being more conservative in the choices instead of being really aggressive. Like, oh, I'm going to build something that really screws over X metal list and hunt. So. Yeah, our, ours, like, just a kind of a different approach we took was just, hey guys, what list are we really good with? cool all of us happen to play different factions great we'll just mm -hmm. bring those and we'll figure it out later yeah we'll just bring whatever list that we're good with and that we've been playing for a while yeah and then stick Rawberg on the rack list that he hasn't played yet and then uh we'll figure it out from there worked out for you guys yeah yeah i uh i really do like like this format a lot i like the just kind of collaboration you get with your team and just choosing what you think would be a good counter pick oh yeah man i didn't get to do it this year because i was on all four rounds but uh last year i had such a blast when i was off on one of the rounds and i got to like walk around to my friends and you know just kind of look over their shoulder you know i'm judging your maneuvers yeah i'm judging them and uh just having fun but it's also fun when like uh, at, the stakes are raised and they're also lowered at the same time in a way like like for example um if there's a player who is like is worried about letting his team down or whatever then you can sort of hide behind the fact that you're on a team you get to preserve your pride even if you lose a bunch of your games you get to preserve your pride because you being in that position enabled your other team members to get wins, right? You got thrown to the wolves three times out of four. So, you know, it was unfortunate for you, but you got to vicariously enjoy the victories that were partially aided by the fact that you got thrown to the wolves. So your friends got to hunt and get those wins, 
you know, that sort of thing. So you also have the inner team, uh, competitiveness where yes. team Michigan, we had the, whoever did the worst had to buy a round of drinks for everybody else. Oh, so and there it, was some extra reasons to be better. And you made me do math, right? Like you, <laughs> all, everyone went three and one or at least three wins. So I had to actually do the math. Yep. Nobody wanted um, to make it easy. Yeah. I'm building that into the sheet next year, but I'll probably hide it because you know, it might not be healthy for every team. <laughs> Maybe not every team wants to know that, uh, uh, who on their team got the fewest mission points? Yeah, you know, Grover only got got out of that on technicality. Yeah, yeah sixty four <laughs> versus yeah. Oh. <laughs> but he also uh, did the best on your team and got best in faction. So whatever, <laughs> I got best in faction too. And so did Cody. Oh, yeah, yeah you yeah. did. Granted, mine's scum, so it's really not that difficult to get best in faction. Also, we yeah. both have a loss with our infection. Uh, Mark did not. That's true. That is true, yeah. Yeah. I mean, both of our losses were against Nate, so what are, you, what are we supposed to do? Listen, <laughs> it might be Michigan on top, but apparently Nate's on top of Michigan. <laughs> hey, so, so I mean, you can always say that I was just being greedy. I was giving, because I was captain, I was giving myself the matchups I knew I could win. Whatever. Well, that we last on one. A random one. We oh yeah, random yeah we, we were we were we were the rando pair. <laughs> and that last one, you actually uh, gave yourself up for us, and I sort of I requested the matchup. So yeah, I thought you wouldn't because the first time you didn't do that. So I was like, oh, maybe I can dodge Cody again because I did not want to play your silencers. Well, that's the first time I, we donated myself up. But because the second time we played, you guys had Sunfock out there. Yeah. We wanted to avoid the Sunfock matchup. Man, next time I should, no matter what, next Rust Cup, I'm going to fly Sunfock when we're flying against you. Oh. I'm, I'm going to forget about it, but you remind me, and I'll swap the lists out at the start of the I round. I Cody never to play X-Wing again, or never silencers <laughs> again. And don't worry, we're going to give you the uh, double fire spray list so you can really have fun with your Sunfock. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Ah uh, man, I was I was actually really hoping to be paired into like the Sunfock list with with Scum, which is kind of what ended up happening. Did that happen? Oh yeah, you you did play him in the end, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just like, hmm, that's a tasty tractor beam over there. I'll take that. Oh, what oh are you yeah, do he- tractor my Afra. <laughs> Yeah, he, he would have to go after, uh, I guess, Cad. I mean, I, I, he could probably, if, if he did it right, he could probably tractor Cad and kill him, but then what? I don't know. He did tractor Cad, but... Uh, oh, really he did? Steve to... tractored Cad? Yeah, you know, at a you certain go, point. Steve! Yeah! See, he's never played it, so I was actually kind of coaching him on what to do with Sunfog. <laughs> because he went down the board hedge and then he rotated the turret inwards, which is not what you want to do with Sunfock because you need to pass the tractor over while you turn on the inside. Mm. But he did it around too early. So all he could do was just kind of shoot with his turret, which is not going to do much. Alex, yeah. how many times did you use this tractor token against him? Um, just once because he like just, Barely made it. No, I blocked a three sloop because he was slooping with an antex. <laughs> um, no one laughing. expects it because it's not True. good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I played those so much, so it's bad. I mean, you just don't yeah. sleep. Steve, he is uh, he is the most care react 
member of our local group. He's he's a great guy. He is so solid. So yeah, I'm 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 glad that uh, that that you were able to play him. To but, be fair, uh, everybody in your group seems to be really good people. Yeah, I'm 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 glad to be a part of our community. It's become like tight knit, uh, pretty pretty tight knit. We've got a regular group that comes on Wednesdays. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad Steve. Uh, but uh, but I did want to say Steve has never played that list before. That's what it told me. He's like, and, I've never played separatists before. Yes. And he did it to get us that bonus medal, and he got it for us. He got. And he's just like, okay, I'm gonna do with the blank, and I'm like, no, you do with the focus. It's less. It's less on the dice. Mm. And even if I had a focus result, you can Django ability that focus down to a blank. Yes. Yes. And he was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And then he slewed with his Nantax, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> Give me that stress and just kill this thing right now. You can. What happened? Doesn't Django, not Django, doesn't Dooku happen before Django's ability? Yeah, it does. Well, you call it before the ability, and then it also changes before the ability. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And I'm just like, you know, statistically, you want to do that with Django. You want to do this. I'm sorry you're flying a tri-fighter. Oh, <laughs> that's not, yeah. That's not, I'm sorry. They don't have the barrel roll calculated. They just have the barrel roll evade. Evade, yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's going into Afra. It's okay. Yeah, I, I had a similar uh, thing when I was, I think, in my round three. One, two, three. Yeah, it was in my round three. I was playing against another Separatist guy who was only doing it for the medal. Uh, and, yeah, turns out Tri-Fighter's not, not fantastic. I like how I, I'm going to assume every team. I guess what, what Pittsburgh was the one that had a guy played yeah. Separatist three times. Pittsburgh got two wins. Yeah, yeah but everyone else is just like, it's my throwaway one. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not sure if the scums were also throwaway, but that was the main one. We uh, our guy got um, th- that same guy Steve actually he got a win with scum. I played Steve round two. <laughs> That's when he R five PA'd a direct hit upon himself. Yeah, he did. <gasps> and I did. And I did unspeakable things to that manaro. It was. I think it was still the correct call though. You still got an R five P eight right, even if you're yeah. uh, even if your shield's down. I felt really bad for him. Like, oh, that's awful. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. But I, when I look happen. at that list, I'm just like, you got to kill Manaru. That is like the hammer in that list, and nothing else in that list can make up the damage if you kill that Manaru. Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, anything else you want to talk about, Ross Cutler? Getting a little bit long. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I, I don't mean to drag you guys well, out. No, I'm, no. I'm, I love having this discussion. Are we going to be doing I'm, it again next year? I would. I absolutely want to do it again next year as the winners. So um, the first year, the inaugural year, twenty twenty two, Akron won, and the you know by tradition, the winning team is offered the chance to host. Akron sent it back to uh, Cleveland to host because their store couldn't quite fit what they wanted to. So you guys will have the opportunity to host. I hear that uh, your your store might not be what you want, but you don't have to decide that right now. You know, still a few months, but yeah, we want to have it again, probably around the same time as well, um, depending on when Thanksgiving is next year. I haven't really looked, but early December is when we've had it both years. So we're going to hundred percent throw it back to that, back to recess because it's such a fantastic store. Yeah, we like it. It, Those tables though, you mentioned those tables, they're exactly six feet wide and it's like, uh, we got to do something about that. We got to get some end tables or something so people can put their stuff on. And I do have some sad news. Thanksgiving is the latest Thanksgiving possible next year, the 28th. 
Okay, so and we also have to look at packs too. I didn't want to make it. I don't think I don't think anyone that was coming went to packs except for one guy who actually got COVID and decided not to come to Rust Cup, which was the right thing. If you're listening, Matt, thank you very much. That was absolutely the correct thing, and we appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, I feel like some people like I'm sure Sam might have came down with us, right? If he didn't go to PAX or, you know, just like a couple. And but also that's like kind of pulling from a place that might be a little bit close to Ohio. Maybe they can do either or. But obviously you're going to go to PAX because it's a big national level tournament kind of thing. Yeah. And the dynamics were totally different uh, in 2022. So we didn't have store champ season where people could go to two, three, four tournaments a month if they wanted to. Right. Um, we had a very small amount of tournaments and we had seven teams turn out because it was an X-Wing tournament that people were having. Yes. And now, you know, I, I feel like we had a fewer team largely because people were able to play in a bunch of events they wanted to. Uh, and there was no invite on the line here. It was just uh, just team bragging rights. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'd, uh, we'd love to, to have it again in uh, Rust Cup 3 in 24. So. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have any uh, questions or comments, you can email us at thebestmanbenchwarmers at gmail.com. Follow us on uh, Twitch, which is probably deactivated by now, and twi- Twitter slash X at MIBenchwarmers. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to rate us on any podcasting service you have. It's actually the biggest part about it. <laughs> it's really convenient. But uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>